Hey everybody, it's Kenny, aka Weezy Baby, and welcome back to another episode of the Friends of Flavor podcast, the podcast about finding yourself within your friends while BSing along the way. And today's episode, we are going to recap a trip in Atlanta where we went to go see a Post Malone concert, and we're going to talk about the importance of dating and Maybe some Christmas talk and uh, some uh, a rom-com review, actually. Uh, I got the lovely wife back on the show today. What's up, guys? Tip of the show is a Korean drink. It is a uh, peach, I guess, a makgeolli? Or was it? Yeah, peach makgeolli. It's rice wine. It's rice wine. The brand says Kuk Soon Dang. And I said that in the most Caucasian way I could, um, or American way. But uh, Ross said we have to drink it because it's about to expire. So, yeah. I mean, wine's supposed to get better with age, right? Yeah, but it's flavored. I don't know. You gonna drink it a, a year later? No. It's got a timestamp on it. Unless you want me to get the boo boos. <laughs> you got the boo boos normally already. I should give it to Mandy. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> oh, you want to give Mandy the boo boos? <laughs> All right, and so we're gonna do a recap. Um, October is generally a normal busy month for us, anyways, with our birthdays, and then you have relatives with birthdays too. So there's always. Something going on during the week or the weekend, and um, we just stay pretty busy with birthdays. There's always friends and families gathering. Um, I always try to do something where I don't want to give you anything like too materialistic, so I try to make you feel like loved on your birthday. A little extra, like not to say that I don't make you feel loved like every on a normal day, but uh, during your birthday, I want you to feel that love from everybody so i always try to do a get together and the only regret i have is just the cleanup and maybe a possible hangover the next day but earn that it's always a good time um everyone loves you and they always do a good little potluck deal so uh did you enjoy your birthday i did um it's always fun getting together with everyone i don't usually Get to do that often just because we are so busy and we're just homebodies we don't always want to do a house party every weekend we enjoy having friends over and we enjoy hanging out with friends and family um, i wish we could do it more often um but i also like my me time me time is very important yeah um but yeah i i mean i had a great time i to me i prefer that over gifts anyways i've never really been big on materialistic items and we've never really been big on buying gifts for each other we always feel like the most important thing you can give someone is your time yeah so especially this day and age um, yeah would you say that your cousins are like your your main circle your big circle yeah i would say so i mean we all have 
different groups of friends. I mean, like, I feel like my cousins are a part of the main circle, but they're not like my only, right. I guess, friends, whatever. I have different circles for different events. Yeah. Every, I, th- I think everyone has more than one circle. And, I mean, uh, yeah, your work family, yeah. and then your family family, and then your like friends family. So I shared a meme today. It was like, uh, I, I don't believe in having one best friend. I have multiple friends that I guess like serve a different purpose. Of yeah, I read life. it. Yeah. I saw it early. And uh, each one of them is important. And I, I feel that same way with like circles. Like you have different circles um, in your life and each one kind of serves its purpose and um with whether it's like you know a party circle or a uh growth circle or a you know someone that you can vent to type circle do you believe that these circles can merge or should they merge or should you just kind of keep them separate I don't know. I actually had that talk with a friend, someone who I feel like has been trying to be a part of. Well, I wouldn't say she's trying to be a part of the circle, but I think she wished she would be more included in some of these circles. But when I hang out with her, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about. But when I hang out with her, it's one of my smallest circle. It's usually just her and, you know, one other person, maybe two other person and or people and um but sometimes I feel like we reach like a certain closeness in our friendship and then people get their feelings hurt when they're not included in all of your gatherings myself included which I used to be that way I feel like I've kind of outgrown that I believe the term is FOMO but yeah yeah I guess so but FOMO is just like fear of missing out which we've discussed before but I think with her it's not necessarily missing out but she wants to be I guess more a part of my life in I guess uh, than just me and her but sometimes I have events where there's other people there that you know may not necessarily bond with her or I don't think that they would bond or I don't know what it is but I do feel like with my birthday that is the one time that all my circles come together. Come together. And it's been twice now. Thank you for that. Actually, three times. The first one I threw together myself. And then the last two birthdays, you threw it. But it was the same people that came together. And they were work friends and family friends and, you know, just everybody that I, I talked to. I really don't think it's like, not to say that there's blame to place on anybody but with something like that i also kind of agree that sometimes it's hard to just like link up with people um i know with mandy and some people like sometimes i want to do a pod with somebody a certain week i'm like you know i'm on that vibe i'm like hey i want to get you on can we can we link something up like no i'm busy or you know my work schedule doesn't link up and uh, a lot of times with that too is like no matter how you want to try to be a part of someone's life or go hang out with somebody sometimes that the timing just isn't right and it's just like it's kind of out of your control so you can't be too upset at one or the other you know like you can't get mad at her and she can't get mad at you because like it's just yeah and i don't 
car. I mean, we've talked about it. I don't think that she's upset that she's not included. I think it's just, you know, we kind of cleared the air on that. It's not necessarily she's upset. It's just, I guess she just thought that maybe we were closer than that, you know? But once again, it kind of goes back to you. There's different crowds and different vibes. So, you know, like when I'm hanging out with the cousins, you know, they're not like it's, a you know, all fun. We're family and it's all fun and games like nothing. We don't really get into too much like deep conversations. It's, I feel like the both of us were kind of the same. Like we don't have that kind of like go to person where we're just venting to or telling everything to like even us like me and you we we have our you know things that we open up to and talk about that are pretty deep conversations but you know sometimes there's also times where you know this is there might be a topic where we don't want to discuss with each other but we don't have that other person to talk to well i mean i feel like i do i don't guys the guys (laughs) i I mean i have a few I mean, my go-to, of course, was, um, and still is most of the time, you know, would be Christian's wife, Mona. Yeah. You know, I I can come to her with anything and everything. She pretty much has been a part of my life for a long time. And we have told each other a lot of things, you know, and we don't judge each other for it, whether it's a mistake or, you know, a lesson learned or whatever. And we try to give each other, you know, the best advice that we can from a different perspective as well. Um, but I also feel like we do. We're like each other's go-to as far as that, too. It's like we're so used to relying on each other that sometimes we don't realize that we can rely on other people. And, I mean, you may not have that person that you um, feel like you can go to, but I do feel like if you would want to somebody would be willing to i'm sure you know lend an ear yeah um i've i've had the same two friends since high school we've never uh really talked in in deep conversations with like that with you know about anything for real and um even the other two guys marlon and christian that i'm getting closer with uh i know that we really get too deep and personal um about our lives but uh Hopefully, you know, I or we will all get a little bit more comfortable in uh, opening up and discussing that with one another. Um, also, in October, we uh, went to a concert, which was Post Malone. We took our kids in um, Atlanta. We had a great time. Post Malone is definitely one of my favorite artists. He put on a good show. He was almost Ed Sheeran-ish, minus making all the music himself. Uh, he kind of was like a solo performer on stage and he sung his heart out and um, hurt himself a lot. Uh, me, Very and, clumsy guy. Yeah. Me and Roth. Well, he already had fallen in a hole. I think it was like a trap door. Yeah, like a trap door. And had a bruised his rib. Before that, and bruised his rib. And then this and, one, he twisted his ankle yeah, or rolled his, like ankle. rolled his ankle. Rolled his ankle. So he couldn't... Uh, dance as hard as he wanted to but he put on a good show uh we had a good time and one of the the things that i kind of noticed the most was uh it was either someone's mother or someone's grandma because she was a very older lady but (laughs) she was like the life of the show during intermission because she was drunk one and two she was dancing and getting down and I, i remember going to the restroom and she's like 
talking to her friend and she's like, what? You want to see my titty? And I was like, um, no, no, I don't think no one wants to see your titty lady. Uh, but she, she was dancing and people were egging her on. And, uh, I just, I thought it was hilarious, but I also, uh, kind of loved that lady at the same time. And there was another girl, which Roth hated, uh, stupid, there's always one of those. Yeah. Stupid Snapchat girl, which I have a thing where like, I, I don't mind showing like some of the, the concert or, um, where I'm at, like if I'm on vacation or something, just to you know, humble brag or whatever, <laughs> show people what I'm doing. But this girl, like, she just kept doing selfies of her and her friend singing every song. And I'm pretty sure me and Roth were like, girl, no one wants to see you sing every, every song on your Snapchat. I'm pretty sure they would like to see the concert every now and then. But she just kept doing selfies of her and her friend. And I, I felt like her, even her friend was just like, oh, my God, could you stop? I don't know. I try not to pay attention to them too much, but it's hard when they're like in the row right in front of you and that's all you see. It's actually happened mm -hmm. at the Thomas Rhett concert. Mm -hmm. It's always a little, like a little girl, like Teen a teenage, yeah, yeah, teenage girl. Like I get it. It's a big deal. You're at a concert and you, you want to sing your heart out, but I mean, she Snapchat the whole entire concert of herself singing not the, the concert yeah. of herself she wanted people to be jealous i'm sure they will be but still and um something like that is always like a moment that i'm glad as parents that we can share whether it be a common interest or not i know posty was a uh an artist that i kind of made you listen to and i'm sure you sure the kids enjoyed them as well and the reason we took the kids because Ethan let us know that, hey, you know, that's one of the guys I wouldn't mind seeing in concert. So we uh, decided to take him with us because it was originally just supposed to be us, um, I think, in Austin. But moments like that, I, I, I enjoy creating with the family. And um, did you have any special moments that you can remember that you uh, created with your mom or your stepdad or your sister when y'all were growing up? Mm, I mean, I have horrible memory, one. Uh, two, um, the only thing that really stuck out when I think about my childhood and making memories would be um, when we would go on road trips. Uh, there was no GPS or anything like that. And it's really funny because like, now my stepdad and my mom rely on us so much you know, to translate everything to, to doctor appointments and all that. But yet, like, he could drive to all these states and make it there fine. You know, like, so I'm just like, how did you know where you were going? <laughs> you know, but... um pretty sure it's an age thing. Maybe when you get older, your uh, motor skills isn't as strong as it was back in the I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy because, like, he's driven us all the way to... You know, we've been to North Carolina, we've been to Nashville, we've been to, um, I think, like, Key West area. What, uh, what, what vehicles were y'all in? When we went to these things? Yeah. Um, usually a truck, like yeah. a, is it like a double cab or whatever they call it? Yeah. Um, Bigger truck. Yeah, so Nashville, 
my stepsister and I actually flew. Somebody paid for us to fly there, and it's literally like. Was that your first time on a plane? I believe so, um, and it was maybe an hour flight, um, small plane, just from Mobile? From, from Mobile, small plane, um, my mom and my stepdad and my sister, they drove the truck up there, but I don't know why we got to fly, but um, but we did, and, um, and I can't remember if we flew there and back, or if we just flew there and drove back but i do remember we, we we went to nashville twice and one of those times was driving and the other was one i got to fly and um so that was my first flight experience How old were you? i was a teenager i don't remember the exact age but um i mean we my were my first flight wasn't until hawaii no it was oh. when i went to michigan for Crown, remember? Oh, the the work trip. Yeah, Detroit. I went to Detroit, and that was my first flight ever. We were realize. we were teens for sure. I do remember that. I don't remember the age, but if I had to guess, um, I mean, you and I met at seventeen, yeah. so it was probably like fourteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah, I was in my twenties. My first. So, yeah. When my dad took us places, we were in this like old chevrolet van which was awesome because it had you know it had your middle row and then it had that back seat that you could fold down into a bed and we would me and joe and andy would we would swap places and of course it was me a lot of times like go to sleep because, yeah i always slept i yeah, got i get car sick you know me, that me and you are kind of the same when we we're kids like when i was a kid like if i'm not driving i'm getting car sick and uh I would have to sleep the whole time. Just I mean, I'm survive. still, I'm still like that. Like, and I think like, so the trip itself is usually just visiting somebody. So it's never really going like to a theme park or anything fun. Um, we would, it, it would really just be visiting whoever we were going to yeah, see. And exactly. then they would make stops at like fruit farms and like little touristy spots. Like, um, like how we have the battleship here. We yeah. would just go to see stuff like that. But one of the things that stuck out, and it's not even anything about the vacation itself, but um, I did not grow up eating a lot of American food or fast food. So we were on a road trip, and um, my mom usually always packed like rice, beef jerky, you know, very Asian. Sticky rice and beef jerky. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and it always hit the spot, but that particular trip, we stopped at Burger King or something. <laughs> And I did not want my meal because I was um, car sick. So to me, you know, greasy burger and just it just wasn't something I wanted to eat. But we saw this man digging in the dumpster. And um, so I gave him my food um, on that particular trip. I, I don't even know where we were going. But I do remember um, giving it to him because, you know, he was obviously looking for something to eat. And I wasn't going to eat it. So Giving person even when you were a child heart of gold that's you not me i'm not giving any more yeah. do you consider a road trip like that like like with the kids now that you're older do you consider a road trip like that us spending time together or is that more of a a family thing in your eyes and it's not really like a bonding moment for us in general um I mean, if the kids are there, definitely, I feel like that's definitely more 
a family thing, mm. but at the same time, we have moments where you and I are, you know, getting to know each other better or getting to hate each other more based on <laughs> driving skills or something. Who knows? You know, I like to tell you what to do, backseat driver, but passenger driver. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, there are moments where we, I feel like we connect and there's times where I'm sure we get on each other's nerves. So I listen to Lex and Terry a lot and that D was on there and he told a story about his wife and them going on a road trip. And it made me think of you because he was like, man, I, she scared me more than, uh, you know, me almost getting in a wreck. And that's a thousand percent you. Cause I think like a guy cut him off, like, three lanes over in like Dallas traffic or whatever it was. And, uh, and his, he, he mimicked his wife, like screaming really loud. And, uh, but you know why that is right. Cause you see it. I guess. Well, cause we don't have control. Yeah. So even though it's a scary situation, we're not the one behind the wheel. So we don't know. Are you breaking? Are you looking? Are you paying attention? So it's scarier when you're just a passenger because you don't know how much control you as a driver have well being being in a car with me knock on wood like i i think i've only been in maybe two accidents and one of them was uh self-inflicted because i hit a carport <laughs> when'd you do that there in the accord i hit i had to replace the one of the tail or the headlights because i ran into the carport i don't remember that well, well now i know in the called you about it as soon as it happened and it was when ethan was a kid and um twan helped me replace it did but you pull into it reverse into it like i was pulling into the carport at the old house and i guess what looking or whatever and i smashed my headlight you are pretty bad about blind spots though i think you are the worst it wasn't a blind spot it was just pulling in um and that's even that's <laughs> even worse it is um bad driver. i'm open and admitting to it asians are terrible drivers I wouldn't say Asians, just you. <laughs> Not all Asians are bad drivers. Um, how important is it to you to have date nights? I feel like the older we get, it's definitely a lot more important just because we are so busy. And you would think the older you get, the more time you have. But it seems like the older we get, the less time we get. Um, I more mean, responsibilities. For sure. Well, yeah, not only that, but... I would say we were pretty good about making time for date night up until 2020 when the restaurant opened. That took up a lot of, if any, of our free time. And I felt like making time for date night became harder because, you know, before or still is, Saturdays was always like our night to eat, whether we go out and have dinner or we stay in and do dinner. But then like you work on Saturdays now. Unless you, you know, take off. But I've always worked, but I always got off at a time where it's still early enough to go do things. But by the time you get home, like, it's pretty much a go-to. We're going to hang out at the house, which is fine. So I do enjoy, like, the little times we do make for it. But then, you know, with your work schedule, it changes. You know, the times that you work changes. So it's, like, it's that much harder to, like, just have a day date or some time together just because I mean my my work is demanding as is I work you know 10 12 hour days and then if you're working nights and I'm working days then like we're seeing each other in passing pretty much at this point so 
So why why are date nights important to you? Um, why don't you just you know allow us to spend time together, um, catch up on the things that you know we either went through or thought about and didn't get a chance to share, and then just I feel like to me it's the connection. The less time we spend with each other, then the more like you feel like you can be by yourself kind of thing. I don't know, like you grow apart, but not not on purpose, but you almost get to the point where you're like, you're so used to it that you don't think that like there's something wrong. And it's not that there's anything wrong per se, but like, like I mean, for example, like I'll find things to keep myself occupied, right? Like if you're busy working and I'm not, then that's usually when I utilize that time to do projects, clean house, deep clean, or do whatever I want to do that I can do without you being like, you know, you know, can we hang out or whatever? And so that way, so then I've, I've gotten used to like, if I'm, if it was roles reverse, you know, like you actually are off and I'm off, then, you know, it's automatic. It's like, let's just put our chores to the side or whatever and just hang out for a little bit. And then we can always get back to it. I agree it's a connection thing. Again, it's being super annoying. A lot of times we do date nights and it's just like us watching a movie or stuff. So it's not really like too much conversation, but there is a lot of connection in the fact that, you know, we're there together. We're like one spending time together. There's really, most of the times there's not a lot of interruption. We kind of take in whatever we're viewing at the same time. Every now and then we might have um, opinions or takes and, you know, talk it out um <laughs> i always feel like this podcast i feel like we we have more in-depth conversations than we do sometimes on date nights um that's not to say that the connection isn't any stronger but date nights to me are important like you said for that connection because um when you see each other on a daily basis and in passing it's it's not that it's meaningless but it's not really like quality you know, well, date nights, even though we see each other in passing, it's not really quality. Like you don't have that connection, even though you see each oh, other yeah. all the time. Well, for one, we don't talk deep conversations because you're always like, oh, that's a podcast thing. Like that would be a good podcast subject. <laughs> so I feel like we do save a lot of that. Um, not deep... all the time. I know. But the, my thing is, like, if you're curious about something, then. Or if you want to have a deep conversation not on the pod, then you would just ask. Yeah. You know? I think I could get better at that for sure. But my my defense to the talking thing is um, I talk all day. Whether I mean, it's not to you, but I do talk all day. So to me, it's nice to like unwind with a movie first or a show or something like that. But if you wanted to have deep like conversations like whether we do it you know at home or out dinner or even like in a backyard setting or whatever that's not on the pod like i'm i'm up for it it's just when you talk all the time that's the last thing you want to do sometimes <laughs> even with your own husband hey i'm not the only one that's guilty of it just mm-hmm. saying um, just saying um <laughs> i talk saying. to you way more than most people talk to their spouses even if what little talking you think i do do we're not throwing anyone else under the bus here we're just talking about us i know but i'm just saying like 
from not anyone we know per se, but just like I work in the nail field. So I hear about people's relationship all the time. I also hear about other people's relationship from sometimes. <laughs> from you. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I cannot not share it if you don't want me to. No, we, um, we have our moments where sometimes you know, we make it a point where I'm like, hey, let's just go to bed and we just lay in bed and talk. And <laughs> I think I made this a comment to you before like when i was a kid my parents used to do that too and i just be like why the fuck are they up so late talking because you could still hear them talking you know in in their bedroom or whatever having conversations of course i don't know what they're talking about because it's in a different language but now that we're older we're doing it i'm just like i wonder if our, our kids here is talk that much and uh because sometimes no, we want to Cross the room. Yeah, sometimes we stay up pretty late and I have some good, good, good conversations and it carries on and all that. Now that we're older, like, I know most times we we do stay in and we're homebodies. Uh, like, what's <laughs> what's your ideal date now that we're older? I don't really know, to be honest. Like, We just went on one, too, last week. And it was just like, we went to uh, one of our favorite places in Mobile. It's Chuck's Fish. Um they do sushi and do seafood, but uh, we are surrounded by sushi, so we just got whatever entrees they had, and um, it was delicious food, and we had decent conversation and uh, pretty good drinks. Uh, but after that, man, we we were tired. It's, it's I don't know, it was just like fatigue thing from working, and I mean, I had the day off, but I also did a few errands, but you worked most of the day. I think with us being homebodies, we're like, man, I I could, I'd rather be at the comfort of my own bed in my pajamas. I know. Well, I mean, I worked actually a whole day. I just really only left like a few minutes early. But it's not only about working the whole day, but it's also the last day of the week work, you know. So when you've been working six days a week, 10 plus hours a day, it's not an excuse to be tired, but by by then it doesn't really matter. Like you, you feel exhausted, even if you, like, hey, I'm not gonna do that. Like we're gonna. You can only talk yourself mentally. Yeah, and then like even when I told our friend Molly, you know, she's like, "What did y'all do on your date?" And I was like, "We just went to dinner, and we just was like dying to get home, just to be comfortable." And she was just like, "Yeah, I didn't walk around downtown." You know, a lot of people love doing that, but. To me, Mobile downtown is really nothing to like, yeah. I mean, I guess during a festival, maybe, you know, like Art Walk, I could see that. Well, that was fun when we went yeah. for my birthday weekend. Um, well, that and me and you are kind of the same page where we're like, you know, like, wh- what do you do when you go walk downtown or walk around? You're, you're always tempted to spend money on something, whether it be food or drinks or something like that. And that's really all there is, is food and drinks. And um we're always kind of on the same page where we're like, I can go home and drink and be comfortable and not have to worry about, you know, drunk driving or getting pulled over and this and that. And we can just go to sleep or whatever, you know? Well, I'm not a big, big drinker. I'm a social drinker. So to me to like bar hop and drink is not really that appealing. Well, if we're with friends and everyone's doing it, once again, it's a social setting. So I'm more apt to do that. But like just to do it like it doesn't i'm not interested in it like that i guess because it's just i don't really like the taste of alcohol enough to just like let's go buy a drink here or yeah. buy a drink there now i did enjoy my drink at um 
Chuck's fish. So I saw you bought this stuff to make it. Uh, I didn't. I forgot the pear juice. So I don't know if they actually use fresh pears or uh, like a pear concentrate. But I'll have to go back and get it. Like either I'm sure they probably just use like pear syrup or something like you get in a can. But they did have fresh pears like hanging off the rim. But to me, that's not decoration. Yeah. I mean, you can still use a regular, like a canned sliced pear. I used to love those. I still do, actually. Yeah. Canned pears and peaches. Um. So for the most part, uh, when we have date nights, it's majority of times, I would say, me planning the dates. Um, that's not to say that you don't think it's important either. But um, uh, would you agree that it's important that both partners need to make the effort and time for that? Yes, I do agree. Do I do it? No. Um, and I'm sure a lot of us are guilty. Um, I do feel like it is. it takes effort on both ends. You know, earlier you asked what the ideal date is. It's really hard to say because when you're watching a rom-com and, or anything that has a romantic um, vibe to it, it's like, you know, the perfect date is always, you know, to me it's like, they're just doing a lot of little stuff that is, you know, that that one person is interested in, you know, Personal. yeah, um, which is cool. But like I said, well, it's mobile. There's not a lot to do. OK, well, also it's a movie. It's, it's yeah. cinema. So it's kind of um, overdrawn. Not to say that that's not sweet or whatever, not uh, commendable if you can do that. And this is me taking your defense here, uh, even if you don't make as much effort, I would say that the reason that I do the most effort is because because you are busy and you do work a lot. And most of the times you are working the weekends unless like it's unless it's your own idea, um, one which hasn't happened yet. But to, um, unless it's you like deliberately taking the day off and just going, hey. I think it's going to be nice if I, I just take a day off and I'm just going to do this for, you know, my husband. But most times it's because you are busy. So I'm like, well, she's busy. Let me just try to plan this out for her. And um, it's kind of like a a double brownie point thing. Like, okay, you're busy. So let me just go ahead and make these plans for us and uh, we'll go do whatever. So that's in defense to you. <laughs> Okay. No, it's just like, I feel like, um, so with our work schedule, like there is really no elements of surprise, right? So, okay, say I do take the day off. I still got to make sure you're off, you know, um, vice versa. Like if you wanted to plan something, you still got to make sure I'm off or you'll be like, Hey, do you think you can take off a couple hours early today? You know? So just at that stage to me where. You know, our surprise is nice. Sure. Is the effort, you know, more appreciated? Yes. But to me, communication is key. So as long as we communicate and we make it happen, I really don't think that is important as to like who get the most points for making this effort or that effort. Like, I feel like as long as we both can make it happen and, you know, if that one person, you know, do something out of the norm you know, or make that little bit of effort. Like every, they say every little step, you know, it's a, um, 
it's a celebration. So it's kind of like if someone's making an effort to change their ways, no matter how big or small, if it's acknowledged, it makes them feel like, okay, I need to keep doing this, you know? You know what sucks about someone like me or like, um, because we've always done it, you know, like we, we've always done these nice and sweet things and plan things out for you and stuff like that. Like people like me, it's just like, we do it on such a daily basis that it's almost meaningless when we do do it. But like, what if I was a guy who didn't do it at all, or I would just didn't take effort or time into our relationship would it would it mean more if i did start to do it than if i was just someone who did it all the time that is a question i can't really answer because <laughs> it doesn't it hasn't happened i tell you that yeah. all the time like you ask me this all the time and like it goes back to you don't you can't miss what you don't have yeah. so because you are the way you are um you know i may have taken some of that, you know, for granted over the years, but I'm learning to appreciate it more now, you know, like, and it's, um, so what if, what if I stopped doing it? Would you miss it? Or would you even notice? I would notice. Um, would I miss it? Yes. Would I blame you? No. So it's kind of like, I won't hold it against you. If you feel like, you know, I'm doing all this, I'm just going to stop. So I won't hold it against you just for the fact that I know that you have done most of the work, if not all of the work over the years with planning and stuff like that. But like I said, you know, like it's me taking it for granted because I'm used to getting it. But if you choose to stop, would I be upset about it? I don't think I would be upset at you for stopping, but I would definitely miss it because, of course, you know. Would you change anything? Would you like, so if I did stop and you, you did miss it or you don't blame me but would you change anything to try to reciprocate from that or try to make me i guess be the way i was um more or less yes i don't really know like how like i said it <laughs> you, you ask me questions like i can predict what we're gonna do yeah no i get it um, and you can say you can say yes i'll do that or yes but until we're in those shoes you don't know how we're gonna act and i can't promise you that i'm gonna react the way you want me to and most of the time that is a disappointment because you expect someone to react a certain way because that's how you would react but we're all not the same it will never be. And no, I agree. I just, in a partnership and in a marriage, I always feel like whether ups or downs, especially in the downs, you, you have to fight for each other's love. And, um, the reason I do all the sweet things on a daily basis, because I'm fighting for your love. And so if I stop fighting for your love in return, then would you fight for mine? And that's kind of the idea of it. Um, I don't know where I was getting with that, but that's that's just the idea of it. Like, if one person is done fighting for the love, then it's within your turn to show that back to that person to get that back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're sense? saying, yes. However, <clears throat> um, if you are... It's the def defensive shield in me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't you say if you were already down to that point, like... Like, how much will it take for you to come back from that? 
I would now. Exactly. Right. See, so you're asking these questions that you are expecting or wanting to hear a certain answer that would make you feel good. But until it happens, you don't know. But why would you want it? Why would you want to and why would you risk it to get to that point? But that's what I'm saying, though. Like you. Like you ask these questions, so it's kind of like. I, I, that's why it's something that needs to be worked on before we get there, right? So you, would you wait until I completely not be thankful for all your actions to, to make it a point like, hey, I don't feel appreciated? Would you wait to get to that breaking point and then let me know? So just so that I can like, quote unquote, fight for the love. But at the same time, it's it's like, if it's something that needs to be brought to my attention or do you, you feel like, um, you know, whatever situation we're going through requires me to like step up my game, I would like to know sooner. And then just waiting until you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. And then, yeah, I can fight, but will it be too late? You know? So it's one of those situations where if we're going to fight, we need to do it while it's, salvageable like while well, we can actually save it if we wait until someone else is done we don't know like you can do it's kind of like work so you always tell me at the restaurant um with our trainees or kids it's like when you see them doing something you don't like you have to make if you're there make it a point and tell them hey you can't do this because if you let it go and you wait for someone else to tell them then it's already too late so what you're saying is if it's at that time, then you need to let me know before it's too late to even salvage it. That's how I feel because I'm, I mean, you know how I am. I'm a very practical person. Uh, but you're also, to me, you're also kind of oblivious to something. I, I am. And that's why I say, I feel like if it requires my attention, then just lay it out on the table. Like, don't expect me to read your mind. Don't expect me to read your behavior, like, that's beating around the bush. We're too old yeah. for that. Like, we're almost 40 years old. We're not, <laughs> we're not 16. No. We don't need to play the, the, the game of, of, like, I'm just going to act like a crybaby until this person realizes. No, I, I, I agree 100%. And um, I'm very guilty of sometimes being that way. And um, not, even, not even with you, but with, um our friendships and work and stuff like that and <laughs> even though we had this discussion today on a group chat at work um i i am they were talking about a, a different supervisor and how he was like that and uh how he would just want people to you know know how he's feeling or whatever and i, I was like oh i'm guilty of that too but i'm getting better at it yeah um, because my thing is like um not not all of us are good at reading people, okay? There, there's people like you who um, are, you know, you're a lot more emotional with, you know, the connection of things. So you can probably pick up on something like that. But when someone like me who, I mean, our son's this way too. Like sometimes we don't really pay attention to minor details. And um, well, we're, so me and Ellie is the same, right? Our, yeah. My daughter. So we're emotional people, so we can go off of feeling and emotion where you guys are more, um, like, I want to, the word I want to use is like st statistics or your, your facts, your, 
Um, She's just a practical. Yeah, you're very practical. So you're like A, B, and C, one, two, and three. Yeah. Where we're like one, but what if there's this? What if this is going on? You know, like we feel things out before we act. We're kind of more reactionary, but you guys are like, no, it's got to go like this. I mean, I'm very practical, but I also believe in the gray area. Like, I'm not very black and white. There's not always a right or wrong. And there's not always someone at fault. Both can be at fault and both cannot be at fault. That which is the gray area. But I am a very like oblivious person where sometimes I don't know how to read these small hints because I just have never really had to, you know, like, like, you know, like, well, your parents were a little different. I feel like they showed a little bit more, um, affection and stuff but like my parents were were not you know mom you would never know that they were fighting or arguing or or anything like that and so it's just kind of like you learn to kind of not pick up on those things because they were so good at hiding it and whereas so with me i just gotten so used to like i i can kind of tell when someone isn't their usual self but i'm also not the type of person to cry if they're not giving me like a hint that they want me to that's not your place yeah so it's kind of like which is a a good thing and it's also a bad thing because you know there will be some people where you're like well you should you know but then there'll also be like just mind your business yeah so you know my take on that is just like i will be looking at you i'm like you good you know and if they say yeah then that means they don't want to talk about it and if they say, no, not really, then that's an, like an open invite to maybe engage in stuff like that. I'm not going to lie, like back in the day, I'm getting better at it. I'm not going to say I'm like a thousand percent or a hundred percent better at it. I'd say like 75%. Like you like, you good? I'm like, yeah, but really I'm not. You know? Yeah. It's like, I need you to pry more. I need you to open up more, you know? And um, yeah, and I guess that's uh, kind of my fault at that too. And I, I just, I think that's still like the number one uh, important thing in a relationship is communication because well, the, we aren't fine readers. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why I say like, you know, if I say, are you good? You need to let me know. You need to let me know. If you're not good and we were like, okay, do you want to talk about it? Or do you want to wait and talk about it? Are you ready? At least it kind of gives me an idea of like where it's heading. Yeah. But if I ask if you're good and you're really not, but you say you are then I'm just going to take your word for it. Should I pry? Probably. But I'm like I say, I'm not the type of person to overstep because then they're like, will you quit asking? Or there, if there's a problem, you should say, hey, there's yeah. a problem. I mean, like you've even told me this. Address it now or later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, you know, if I ask if you're good and you say no, but I don't want to talk about it yet, then that kind of lets me know like, okay, there's definitely something wrong, but... We just got to wait to talk about it. Um, whereas if you want to lie about it and then you want me to suck up to you or dig it out of you, like, I'm just, I'm not saying that I'm not that type of person, but I, I don't really know how to do that without overstepping. Yeah. So as a spouse, you probably like, well, I want you to overstep. I want you to show that you care. But at the same time, it's like, but I've also been told, like, if I ask you, or like, hey, you asked me if I'm good. And if I say, yeah, then like, just don't ask me a hundred times later. Am I good? You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
it's contradicting yourself, right? There's been situations where, you know, you tell me straight up, like, you know, if you ask me good once and I say, yeah, then just leave it be. But then what if it's a different situation where you're really not good, but you say you're good and I just take it the other way. So it all goes back to mis, you know, misunderstanding. To be fair, you've done the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have, we have been guilty of it in the past. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm just saying like, you can't, um, we just can't expect each other to read each other's mind. And we've both, like I said, growing up, we've learned a lot from that. Like I was like that, you know, the girl read between the lines and then you were the same way with your emotions. Like you just expected me to kind of know what you feel. All, all in all, communication is always going to be the number one thing. Um, and not everything is a rom-com or uh, the movies like we uh, enjoy to watch. <laughs> and... Uh, the one that we watched recently was the Noel Diaries, um, which had uh, everyone's teenage heartthrob, uh, Fox, from um, Passion. Passions. But I think he's more known for This Is Us. Yeah, now he's on This Is Us. Um, I forgot his name on This Is Us. Is it Kevin? Us. Yeah, it was Kevin. Um, and it was, a good, it was a good movie. Some of it was kind of like, eh, like all rom-coms unbelievable but um we uh i think we enjoyed it for the most part for what it was and um i think the <laughs> there's a spoiler on it but I'm, i don't want to talk about it but how the ending happened you're just like well i mean that doesn't make the girl look too great but she was i guess happy at the end i don't know we we had such a great conversation i want to get too deep into it but i i will end on the note of uh, Roth and I love to, well, I'm not going to say love, but we do, during the holidays, we watch Halloween movies, and um, during Christmas, we like to watch more Christmas rom-coms and Christmas movies and stuff like that. Uh, kids are getting older, so they don't really sit there and watch Christmas movies with us anymore. Um, so, <laughs> there are some favorite Christmas movies that we have for date night, and uh I just asked her to list some that she enjoyed uh, that you can watch right now that are probably on Netflix. And uh, do you have one off the top of your head? Um, Just Christmas related, right? Yeah. Um, One of my favorites is um, something calendar, holiday calendar. Yes, that was one of mine too. Actually, That was actually my number one on Netflix. Yeah. That one was really good. It was really good. Um, it was different. I don't know, like the rom com in it was, like it was different, but it was good. I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't really remember all the details. But the girl, the main actress, um, she was Bonnie from Vampire Diaries, and I always think she's super pretty, and I like her acting. And um, my second favorite, she's actually the girl in it as well. Um, which is uh, Chris Operation Christmas Drop or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, which I, I thought you would pick that one too, only because of the guy. I like him too. I mean, <laughs> I do like him. He's Bjorn from Vikings. He's also known as um, Alex something. I forgot his name. Ludwig or something. I don't know. I don't know people by their real names. I only know yeah. their character names. But... um. I would say those two are my top two just because even though they're rom-com, they're not 
super cheesy with the romance part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you guys don't know by now, Kenny's the lover boy, so. <laughs> I'm a, uh, what's the word? Um, Rom- hopeless romantic? Yeah, I'm a hopeless yeah. romantic. And I'm totally not, so. The, the holiday calendar was actually really one of my favorites, too, for a Netflix movie. It, just for the fact that it almost was a little bit more believable. Like, you're like, okay, that could kind of happen, minus, like, the uh, kind of magic with the Cal- advent calendar and all, but. You know, for you know, someone to grow apart and they, they meet back in, during the holidays and end up, you know, spoiler alert, like falling in love and whatever. Well, he, so most of these rom-coms is like, you always think like, this is the guy you should be with because he's, yeah. you know, he has it all. You know, he's, he don't. he's good looking, mm-hmm. he's got a good job, but you just don't have that connection, right? Like you're connected with, you know, the guy that's, like helping Santa or something, you know, like he's not anybody. Is that, is that, or you just have him like fessed up to like, oh, I really like you, but I'm scared to tell you. Yeah. Shit. So, but uh, Operation Christmas Job, it's actually, it has a good story behind it. Um, just for the fact that it's, it is about romance, but it, that's not the main focus. It's more about um, the main guy. I forgot his name. We just call him Bjorn. We're going to call him Bjorn because, you know, that's what I know him by. Um, but he's like this, like, you know, supposedly super hot military guy. He did like Christmas ads. And so everyone just looks at him like just, you know, that what's the word I'm looking for. Like, yes. And so but instead he has like, a, you know, like heart of gold. He's like trying to help all these kids on the island who doesn't have access to Christmas. Hence the term Christmas drop. Christmas drop. Yeah. So. You just guys gotta watch it. It's pretty cute. Um, I don't know. Like these are like super awesome, great movies, but they definitely have feel good yeah. vibes to them. Definitely feel good vibes. Um, is the acting the best? Probably not. Although I think both of those weren't terrible. Actors. No, because they were real. Yeah, they're actually like celebrity actors. Yeah. You know, he played in Viking and and all kind of you know the heels wrestling one. Yeah. She's played, yeah, she's played in, you know, Vampire Diaries and all that. My uh, third or, I guess, honorable mention was the one we watched last year was uh, Love Hard. That was the uh, Asian The catfish? Yeah, the catfish one. (laughs) That was decent, yeah. Yeah. I do like her, too. Had a girl from Vampire Diaries on there as well. Nina Dobrev is her name. (laughs) I thought you didn't know real people's names. Only because she's like, she played like five different vampires on that show. Yeah. And I'm, it's the same girl, but she has to play this person from this era and that person from that era. And I'm just like, and I follow her on Instagram. So. Well, this one was really good because um, it was about kind of catfishing on the guy side. But then it was this girl really falling in love with this guy's characteristics and his uh, conversations, but not his looks. And so he tried to help her uh, get with the guy that was in the actual picture that he used and she found out that you know there was nothing there um, because he was a meathead more or less <laughs> some uh, people just look good but they have nothing to offer yeah um that that was a great conversation most people who have been on the podcast they know that i create this outline of like things that we can talk about and uh, for the most part we follow it um i think for anyone who does listen to the show or who should uh, this was a very good episode about um, the importance of 
dating and our relationship and stuff like that. And it's a little deep dive into it. And uh, it's a pretty good advice. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell your friends, listen to it. It carried on a little bit uh, longer on that topic, but it was good that it did because it was very helpful advice for us and uh, for you guys. Um, not a, too much uh, shenanigans on this episode, but I like that when it's just me and you that we actually get to share uh, these um, more intimate discussions with people and with us. Uh, so that's great. And um, it takes uh, a village and pulling teeth to get Roth on the podcast sometimes. So uh, you guys be thankful for the episodes that she's on um, because it is difficult to match her scheduling. <laughs> what did we try like? Two, three times now? Yeah. I originally wanted to get her on since October, but uh, here we are, December. So, um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, don't forget to check on the IG. I did post last episode, um, so maybe I'll post this episode. <laughs> and I still have stickers, too. You guys hit it up um, in the DMs. Friends underscore of underscore flavor or we see baby. Uh don't forget to um whatever don't forget to check on your friends but more importantly don't forget to check on yourself peace bye